Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise base in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God and his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are boasting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed by God specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with us, leaving a write-up of it in the comment section. Or you can send it to us via email at contact at pdjministries.org. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Say rejoice in the Lord when? Rejoice in the Lord sometimes. Every week. From afternoon. Where is that mood swing from? Where is that mood swing from? Listen, anytime you enter into those 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 attitudes, pray. Switch immediately. You don't feel like praying because you are angry or you are emotional. But st- start speaking. Patalapa. When you are done, it will leave you. So you can bounce back to joy. Say rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. So when you are not rejoicing, you blame somebody? On Wednesday, I explained to you that happiness is not joy. Some of you, you are always happy. Why? Because maybe you got some mobile money. Or you got somebody promised this, this. Or whatever. Hey! Even when we are in tribulation, we rejoice, we count it as joy. That is the difference between you and the unbeliever. They want to see happenings. To trigger their emotions we don't need happenings that is why we don't believe we don't see before we believe we believe before we see because the thing has happened in our spirit before we see it in the physical that is a difference so if you are waiting for somebody to come and make you happy i'm sorry you're waiting for some wiki cat before <laughs> when, when you got some thousand Ghana CD and you put in the account, you were excited. Then, after three months, you know, they were charging you. So they charged 50 Ghana, 50, now 150. Ah, I got 850. Now, your, your joy, your happiness will go down. Then, immediately, your brother is going back to school and they say they need some 300. <laughs> you the first day oh thank god hey, god is awesome hey you are the one you are the one now when you come to church you said hey let me be excited because your happiness was tied to what you saw 
I'm not saying don't be happy. Because at the end of the day, all the spiritual blessings will manifest. And when they manifest, you are happy about it. But even if it doesn't happen at the time you want, we are still joyful. Joyful. Not joy half. We are still joyful. Now, I think Romans chapter 5 talks about something like that. Go there. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh-huh, let's go. By whom also we have access by faith into, the, into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Uh-huh. And not only so, and not only so, and not only so, we glory in tribulation also. We glory in tribulation also. Uh, they didn't see that one. Go, go back to verse 1 and do TPT. Sometimes you must glory in tribulation. Look at it. He said, our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us. And he now declares, declares us flawless in his eyes. This means that we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God. All because of our Lord Jesus. What our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, has done for us. Our faith guarantees us permanent access into this marvelous kindness that has been given that has given us a perfect relationship with God. What incredible joy best forth within us as we keep on celebrating our hope of experiencing God's glory. Then he changed the topic. In the, in the next one he said, but that is not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence knowing that our presence will develop in us patient endurance. And patient endurance will refine our character and proven character leads us toward hope. I love verse 5. And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading our heart into our heart through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. So if you don't learn to be joyful, you'll always be weeping. People who cry a lot about everything they lose, about every bad thing that is about to happen, they have not learned to rejoice. Because he just told you that that is not all. Even when you are in trouble, rejoice. Will people fight you? Oh yes. Will people gather against you, which is bad people, evil people, they will. What do you do? See, you can, God can give you a car. He can allow them to take the car. Not because he can't give you a new one. He wants to see if you've learned to joy. If you have ever learned to joy, you can rejoy. Learn. That's what I'm telling you. Wake up. Wake up. Don't allow your flesh. You wake up in the morning... When you are dressing up, look, don't be. No, no. It's it's fine. It's fine. But when you are done, look at that amazing person in the mirror. Look at that amazing person in the mirror and begin to release words of exhortation, words of comfort. Because it's not coming from anybody. It's not. Speak forth to yourself. Otherwise, that be what you say. So what if the person is not there? 
Speak to yourself. Okay. Let's go back to Jesus. So, Revelations. Okay, so you understand the writing within and without, right? Yes, sir. Next one. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to lose the seals thereof? Then he said, and no man, so I, I told you to, to wait for this, and no man in heaven, because the one who is worthy must be somebody who can put his life down. Because once you enter into this realm, there is death, mortality. You have limited your life and nobody wanted, in, in fact, the devil was still there. There were demons around their spirit. They could have said, yes, we will come to, and <laughs> nobody did. Angel Michael couldn't, Angel Gabriel couldn't, all these guys couldn't. Nobody wanted, nobody wants to, that is not a pleasing thing. So no man in heaven, nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. Now, in other words, no man was worthy actually means, apart from the fact that nobody wanted to be a king's man, they were not as rich. And even if they wanted to do it, they were not willing to do it for free. For you to be worthy, you must be a king's man ready to die. You must be very rich. And you must be willing to do it without seeking anything or wanting anything. So no man was found worthy. Today, do you, do you give people money? Even when you are giving somebody a loan. Somewhere deep down there, you are thinking, I don't ask him to pay 1%. Nobody wants to do anything for free. That's typical men, right? But Jesus is an extra man. All right, let's go on. Before, uh -huh. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the book and to losing the seals thereof. This point, at this point, the counsel of God, the meeting they had had was coming to play. That Jesus, the, the word of God, decided to take the place, to take the risk, and to strip himself of his God, Godhood or his deity and to take upon himself man. So he decided to do that. Go on to the next one. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain. As it had been slain. And I told you that it's because blood was oozing out. The riches of the lamb is his blood. The riches of the lamb is his life. He had the life and blood that was so valuable that it was able to purchase man and overpaid. There was an overpayment. So whatever Satan purchased 
from the devil. I mean, uh, from Adam, the, the contract. He, Jesus paid it and paid it more. He paid it. Look at first, second Peter 1, 18, 19, 20, 21. that Jesus just came to die. You have no idea what was actually behind the scenes. And the reason why we must have a heart to tell people about the coming seals that are about to be unleashed because there is a, there are terms and conditions. There is a contract now, the reason why Jesus took it from the Father was to take for him for a while. Because you see, the book is sealed in perfection. Seven. In other words, whatever is written in the book has been perfected and that is our fate. There's nothing anybody can do about it. That was why John and the elders were weeping. Because if nobody can take it from the judge, then every content must come alive. And everybody was going to suffer from the content of that. It is not enough just to say, oh, Jesus died for me. You must understand what was at stake. Why he had to take the risk to take upon himself human flesh. Come and be like man, sinful man, when he was a holy God. The Bible says that in him who knew no sin became sin for us so that he can be our kinsman and redeem us from the curse of the law. It is not enough. See, there are a lot of people who don't know Christ. I'm telling you. That's like you don't, when you are fellowshipping, what are the words that go through your mind? What are the scriptures that go through your mind? That if he had not been him, listen, I can never hear a song that has Jesus and nothing will bubble in my belly. Because I really understand what he came to do. He had no business appearing like a lamb that it has been slain. He's telling the world how rich he was. Look at it. The Bible says in 1 Peter 1 18, quickly. He said, for as much as ye know that ye were redeemed. Remember, we were redeemed by the by the king's man, our redeemer. He did not redeem you as God. He redeemed you as man. And this has already been said in the book of Leviticus several years before Jesus came. That there was going to be a redemption. Now Peter is saying that you are aware that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things. As silver and gold. When you go to Jeremiah, he used silver to make the purchase. But what Jesus came to do was much more because in Jeremiah's time, the, the most valuable thing that you could use was silver and gold. But when Jesus came, what actually has happened? There's no money that can pay in exchange to pay for sins. There's no money. Because in fact, all the monies in this world 
have been corrupted by sin. In fact, even the air, before Jesus came, even the air was corrupted by sin. Everything was corrupted. Everything. So, look, the Bible is calling silver and gold corruptible. He said, you are not redeemed. You see silver and gold and you are excited. Yes, they are, they are, they are valuable. But not in exchange for the purchase possession. It tells you the price of sin. It tells you the value of sin. Reason why God will tell us to run away from sin. Because it is too valuable, it places value on you. And the value it places on you is a slave. And when it places value on you, it gives you have no option. It tells you what to do next and hands you over to death. That is what it does. So the Bible says that for we are redeemed not with not with corruptible things as silver and gold. The first time I saw this, I was like, wow. He said, from your vain conversation, received by traditions from your father. Then in verse 9, he said, but with the precious blood of Christ, as a lamb without blemish and without spot. This is the value of the, of the believer. The value of, believe, of the believer is the blood of Christ. Because it is the blood of Jesus that bought you. Anything that buy, If I buy you three CD, your value is three. If I buy you 10,000, your value is 10,000. So when Jesus bought us with his blood, the value of the church is the blood of Jesus and the life of Jesus. Nothing is worth in comparison to your value. And that is why you must not subject yourself to money, 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 money. Because there is something money couldn't purchase you. That is why the Bible says if you love money too much, you release the root of all evil. You must have love for Jesus. Because the more you have love for Jesus, the more you appreciate his value in your life as your kingsman redeemer that purchased you with the most expensive value ever in this life. Ever, ever in existence. From eternity to eternity. Because remember, they were killing animals. The blood of goats and bulls were not valuable. See, it was also blood. But the value of that blood couldn't pay for sin. Sin was too expensive. It's like you are holding 3,000 Ghana CD and you are going to a Bugatti shop to say you want to buy a Bugatti car. Can you see that? Even though your 3,000 is money here in Ghana, it is not worth the value in that shopping, uh, 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 um, what do you call it, showroom. But when a man who comes and has more than the value of that car, when he comes, he is able to re- release money, okay, and even give tips. And now release the money from the showroom. It's called redemption. He pays for it. It's called ransom. It's called atonement. He pays for your freedom. That that Bugatti in that showroom that is sweating, you can go out now and have some free air. Silver and gold couldn't. Reason why you should not be happy.
just because you have money or you don't have money. It's an understatement of your value. It's an understatement of your value. You are happy because I have money. You are not happy because I don't have money. There's nothing in this world that is much of, of much value than you. And the Bible compares your faith with the most expensive ornament here on earth called gold. But that gold is not the gold here. So Jesus' blood purchased us. Go to Acts chapter 20. Verse 28. I'm laying foundations tomorrow. I'll get into it deeper. Acts 20, 28. Quickly. Thank you, my father. Kiva Hashodaba. He said, take heed therefore unto yourself and to all the flock. He's, telling to, he's talking to men of God. Over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. To feed the church of God which he had purchased with his own blood. That is why I can't come and stand here and tell you stories. I can't come and stand here and tell you things that will suit your soul. We are not motivational speakers. We are preachers of Jesus. Maybe you can go to church if you don't, whatever they are saying, it doesn't suit your life or move you how to progress in life. You think it's not the word of God. No, we, we are, that is not our, we are supposed to tell you Jesus. There's only one person because he has made us overseers. He made us. The Holy Ghost, the witness of Christ. So that we can tell Jesus. When I tell you about Jesus and you can lay hold on Jesus, that revelation you have had about Jesus will release every progress. I, I, <laughs> See, that is why in the Old New Testament, hardly would you hear men, the prophet said, say the Lord. Because when we tell you the message, he's the same person. If you can lay hold on Jesus, today because of the heart of the people, people want us to break the word of God so that it can suit their lives or suit the way they think or suit the... You are getting devoid of Christ. You must know Jesus. The Bible says that grace and peace be multiplied. Progress in life is by grace. It's by favor. And it can only increase. He said by acknowledging or in the knowledge of Jesus Christ and of God. See Jesus and every matter is solved. See Jesus and every matter is solved. See Jesus. That is it. He said grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. And of Jesus. We have only one assignment. To preach Jesus. Make Jesus known. The Bible says in Ephesians 4. It said. Till we all come to the unity of faith. Unto the measure and the stature of Christ. And we can only do this by knowing. Teaching Christ. If I don't teach you Christ. You can't grow. We teach Christ. You know years ago. I wasn't teaching Christ fully fully. We touched on a lot of things. Until God began to, <laughs> we were praying, and mommy saw a vision, and God began to tilt our pulpit. You know what it means? He tilted the pulpit to give us a new focus. And I don't know, I don't plan to talk about Jesus, but I can't open my mouth and let any other thing out. 
by Jesus because he's the focus. Otherwise, I can't be a preacher. A preacher is a man that speaks the message of the messenger and the, uh, of the sender. And the sender is Jesus. I am the messenger. How can I speak another message that the sender has not said? I cannot talk about anybody. So see, when I'm reading the book of Isaiah, I open my eyes to see if I'll find Jesus in there. And yes, I do find him in there. Then the Bible tells me that this story is not about Isaiah. Thank God for Isaiah, a man that allowed himself for God to use. But he, he, he was used to reveal Jesus more to us. Jesus is it. So we, all, we all come to the angel of faith. Unto them. Look, and the knowledge of the son of God. So we all come to the unity of faith. And of the knowledge of the son of God. And of the knowledge of the son of God. Unto a perfect man. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Yes, I know you have life issues. But I'm not a life coach. I'm a kerux. I'm a preacher of Jesus. If I tell you about Jesus and you can lay hold on Jesus, your marriage will be solved. Your health will be, will be, will be set. Your finances will be solved. Jesus is the solution that everyone needs. He's the solution to the world. He's the solution the world is looking for. Jesus. Look, if everybody will focus on Jesus and preach Jesus, the world will change within a twinkle of an eye. But sometimes men of God are forced to preach how the people think and feel. But that is not what we have been sent to do. Can you see that? So, so in Act 20:28, he's warning us. We did, we, we did not make ourselves overseers. The Holy Ghost made us overseers. Over who? Over the people he had purchased with his blood. When I heard, when I said, Holy Ghost, are you not being biased? Didn't you also buy me with your blood? He did. But he's giving me an opportunity to speak the words of Jesus. Look at it. The Holy Spirit saw you and said, look, even me, the Holy Ghost, I did not come to speak of myself. I came to continue the mandate of Jesus Christ. I came to continue the message of Jesus Christ. Therefore, I have found you for see. Amongst all the people that I have purchased, Jesus purchased with his blood, for which I was I were a, a, a witness and I saw the blood ooze out of Jesus and he died and everything turned around. I am choosing you come. I'm going to make you a coach that you keep coaching all these people. Tell them only about the message of Jesus Christ. And he's telling you that you must feed them. Do you remember in the book of Isaiah, he said, I will give you a pastor after my own heart to feed you with the word. So you see, I cannot just get up and come and stand here and rattle. I must get before him. Speak to him. Be with him. Hear from him. For him to show me into the word. Because everything I will tell you is what he wants to be told. Not what the man of God wants to tell. We were sent. We have been sent. Don't go and say what you have not been asked to say. If you forget what you say, go back to the one who sent you. That is why men of God must always be with the Lord. Pray. 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 I was studying this dawn because, you know, I didn't have enough time to study. So I was studying this dawn. That's the only time I had. And as I was studying, I knew the thing was not coming. This thing I'm telling you. It was not dropping. I, I told him, you, you don't tell me I, I, change, I put it down. I'll preach whatever you have asked me to preach before. 
I'm not being blasphemous. I'm just trying to rely on him. That if he doesn't tell me, I can't come and stand here and blab. Because I've read the book of Revelation, I've read it, but I never got an understanding. When I woke up, it was as if he was waiting for me. I opened my eyes and the thing was dropping. And I was reading. Then I shouted and said, Mommy, this money will be amazing. And immediately I wanted to even share with her. The Holy Spirit said, mm, mm, mm. Listen, learn to always be with the Lord. Maybe some men of God will be listening to this message. Learn to be with God. Spend time, pray, 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 pray. Study the word so that the sender will give you more information. That is the Holy Ghost. So that when I'm teaching, I'm not teaching myself. I'm teaching about one man, Jesus. The day you come here, you hear me talking about another person. Get up and go home. Because that person's blood did not buy you. Look, he said, I will give you pastors according to my heart. Not somebody that decides to go to Bible school and say, I want to be a pastor. But a pastor that God will give you according to his heart. Which are what? With and that is what we are supposed to do in the church. Because he bought you with his blood. You see, people don't understand the blood thing. If you understand the, the value of sin, you will understand the blood. Because without the blood of a man who knew no sin, you and I, we were destined and our fate was to wait for the seven seals. Now listen. You see the seal, the book. As long as the seals are on the book, the contract holds until the seals are broken. So if I buy you and the seals are on the contract, you will continually be my slave until I break the seal. So if Jesus had not taken, go back to Revelation, he had not taken the book from Jesus, from the Father, the fate of man would have continually be in slavery. But thanks be to God. He said, weep not. Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, he has prevailed to take the book and to open and to open and to open the seals thereof. Is that not what he said? He said, and, and one of the elders said unto me, weep not. Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, he has prevailed to open the book. Then he added, and to loosen the seven seals so that the content and the terms shall come to an end. Because if he does not open the seals, the terms and content will still be in force. Can you see that? So the one that has the money cannot break the contract and says, now whatever you bought, I have taken it back. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have eternal life. Why? Because the book has been taken from the father. With his blood he paid. But he has not opened the seals yet. The seals have not been opened yet. Oh Jesus. Then the verse 6. I will tell you why the seals are not broken yet. So this, they will use this one to scare you. Verse, uh-huh. And he came. 
and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. So he has what? Taking the book, right? Okay. Go on. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vase full of others, which are the prayers of saints. Do you remember Anathoth? Answered prayer. Answered prayer. When you read Genesis chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, there was no prayer ever made till chapter 5. In chapter 5, grace. When grace is made available, men are able to talk to God. And when men began to speak with God, the next chapter, the fallen angels came. It was the cry of the man that God forgive them their sins. Then sin came in abundance. So God now had to clear. Oh Jesus, I don't have time to go into that. Ah, go on, go on, verse 9. And they sang a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast So it means the purchase has been made. His blood. So you see, he did not approach God as a full lamb. That is fine. He approached the seed as a lamb that has been slain. He paid the price. So he was, his life was oozing out. His blood was oozing out. And he was going to the father. And the father realized that, okay, this man has paid the price. Let me now hand over the, 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 the book to him. So the redemption started. So you see, he redeemed us unto God by the blood out of kindred and tongue and people and nation. Uh -huh. And has made us unto our God kings and priests. And we shall reign on the earth. We shall reign on the earth. <laughs> oh Jesus. Go on. And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels run about the throne, and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand, and thousands of thousands, uh -huh, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that, I, that was slain to receive power, riches, wisdom, and strength, and honor, and glory, and blessings, and every creature which is in heaven, and on earth, and under the earth, and such as are in the sea, and all them that all, all that are in them, heard I say, blessings and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four be said, and the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. That's the last verse, right? Alright. Now, when we go to chapter 6, he began to review the content of the of the book. What is a seal? Ephesians 4.30 Just so you know this. The Bible says that we are sealed with the Holy Ghost. Which tells you that a spirit can seal you. 
if the Holy Ghost sealed us because Jesus purchased us, it means the devil sealed us when he purchased us with sin. Uh oh. Should I say it again? Look at it. 30, 30. 3 0. The Holy Spirit of God has sealed you in Christ until you experience your full salvation. So never grieve the Holy Spirit of God or take for granted his holy influence in your life. That is why you must stick to the message of grace. If you don't stay with the message of grace, you are grieving the Holy Spirit. It means that you have not fully accepted what Jesus... You see what he went through? Just to redeem you. He overpaid your price. He overpaid your price. Romans 5, 17. He overpaid your price. Now, I'm saying that if a spirit, Holy Spirit, can seal you. So if there is a sealing, it means there's a content. It means that the devil, because he had purchased, there was a contract. And every curse, every death, every trial, every persecution, every, whatever you can think about, was sealed by him with us in there. And everything was handed over to the judge of all. Because it was perfectly true and God couldn't do anything about it. Because there was witnessing. Satan, Adam, Eve. There was a witnessing. That sin has taken over. He used sin to pay. See, the reason why God did not come and kill Satan is because killing Satan will not take away sin. The only thing he came to deal with is sin. The, he, took away, he took the value of sin off you. So sin has no value on you again. Can you understand that? If you are an unbeliever, your value is sin. That is why even when you don't, you don't, you don't even go to, you don't do bad things, you will still go to hell. Because your value tells you where you are placed. When you have utensils at home, when you have, you buy a Rolex watch of $10,000, I'm not sure you leave it in your hall. Because the value of the watch will determine where you will place it. Is it correct? Okay. So the value of a man will determine where he will go. So the value of an unbeliever is sin. The value of a Christian is the blood of Jesus and the life of Jesus. And if you have the blood and the life of Jesus, you will be placed where it ought to be placed. So an unbeliever doesn't need to do bad things. He will still end up in hell. That is why we don't go to hell because of sin. Because the value of sin has been displaced. And there is a new value. If you can accept and embrace that value. Now, when we read up to verse 14, you never saw that they said he opened the seal. It was only in chapter 6. I won't go into chapter 6 because when I touch chapter 6, I must touch on the first horse. So I will leave it for tomorrow. So go to chapter 6 verse 1. Let's, let's tease them. I now understand why he was called the son of man. I now understand why he came as a man. Because he came to be part of us. To be our kinsman so he can redeem us. If he never came as a man, he couldn't have redeemed us from the curse of sin or the law. So it was good that he came as a man. Can you see that? 
I understand. My, 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 my eyes are opened. My mind is enlightened. I can see the hope of his calling. And what is the exceeding greatness of his mighty power through us? Who believe? The power that he wrought when he raised Jesus from the dead. Uh, Ephesians 1, 18, 19, 20. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And when I saw the lamb open one of the seals. Now, if this seal, chapter 6 is giving us clues of what is inside the seal. So it's like making us look into it. So he's using the word open. Because you see, the first, okay, look at it. The lamb opened the seal, the, one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts crying, come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him. And he went forth, conquering and to conquer. This is the Antichrist. But the Antichrist has not come yet. He is about to come. The whole story about the seal that Jesus took is that people that will believe in him will accept his redemption. Whatever is in content is in the book, they will never go through. So, he, before Jesus opens fully the seals, he must come and take the church away. Because everything must happen here on the earth. So the Antichrist is the first person. That's why we are waiting for him. The Antichrist is the first person that will come. Don't worry. I'm going to take you through the first one. So you understand it to the core. So right now, we are, right now the world is waiting for the Antichrist. The first seal. You don't, need, you don't want to be here. You heard the word. Conquering and to conquer. And he was given a crown. Which means no, the church can't stop him again. The only time the church is stopping the Antichrist is now. Because the church is on the earth. But when the church is taken, all the other people that will receive Jesus later, the Antichrist has already received power. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. And then I'm done. I don't want to give you so much information. He said, finally, brethren. No, no, no. Verse 2, chapter 2. Okay, he said, now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. Oh, Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, there's coming a time we shall be gathered to meet him. Oh, I saw Audrey showed me a picture of how the bride is going to look at, like, uh, meet Jesus. And you see the, the gown, you know, the gown is actually the people, all of us, the church. So in the gown, I'll, I'll make them present it maybe tomorrow. He's beautiful. Jesus was, was standing up there waiting for us. And it was like a woman. The back of a woman, bride. But the gown was, was made up of the church people. So people, people are the material. You, you can see what I'm trying to say. Oh, we shall be gathered together. And we shall meet him. Look, be, be excited about this. He said, I beseech you, brethren the coming of our Lord Jesus. By our gathering together. See, the church must talk about the coming of Jesus. But not to scare the church. 
we must excite you to get excited that Jesus is coming. And later, very soon, we shall be gathered together and we shall meet up with him. But today, they preach the coming of Jesus. And people are like, Charlie, say, they see the end here. And the I mean, No. We are supposed to admonish you. Telling you Jesus is coming. So that you, can, you are excited. Saying, Lord, I can't wait for you. He said, by our gathering together unto him, we shall gather and he shall be in the clouds waiting for us. And all of us, he shall be like, like a magnet and all the metals are coming to him. You see, we shall be coming unto him. Oh, I can't, I can't wait for the embrace. And I can't hear him say, let us go into glory. And the moment we enter into glory, Antichrist, the first you pump, verse 2 he said that ye be not shaken in mind so you see don't tell people about coming of Christ so that they are shaken in their mind as if they will go they won't go as if they have done something they have you know no 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 that is not the message of the coming of Christ to the church remember the people you are talking to are not people you bought with your blood so you don't determine how he's going to take them away. Whether he will or he will not. Just preach what you see. So don't add to it. Can, I, can we do TPT so maybe we can get it well? He said, now regarding the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we plead with you, beloved friends, not to be easily confused. Not to be easily confused. In your mind, by any kind of spirit. Hey, you won't go. You won't go. You won't go. Yeah, last week you felt you will go. This week you feel like you won't go. He said, Don't be confused in your mind. Somebody say, I have arrived. I have arrived. I say, My soul is anchored. My soul is anchored. <laughs> by any uh, uh, kind of spirit or rumor or letter allegedly from us. Claiming that the day of the Lord has already come. That's what we, that's what we hear. We've heard stories like that. I used to hear some people say Jesus' face has appeared on wall. And people would run to go and look at, oh. Even, even, even pan, the pandemic, COVID, they said it was end time. They said it was end time. So perhaps, mom, no man could be. No, he says, don't listen to such rumors. Yes, sir. Because, uh, when rapture happens, you will know. Because you will hear his voice. You will know. Because you will be flying. Yes. Once you are born again, you are part of the rapture, people that are rapture, being raptured. Yes. Today, some men of God, it's difficult for them to say no. It's not possible that all of you will go. I used to preach that. Until I saw the same thing in the scripture. That tells me that there are only three categories. In fact, three qualifications of people that will go to heaven. Those who are alive in Christ. Those who died in Christ. And those who are supposed to die by age. Yet, believing in so much life, they grew beyond their age in life. They remain. So they're dead in Christ. They're alive in Christ. And they're remaining in Christ. This is the qualification. 
for the one in Christ. Because there won't be a day where you are outside Christ. Once you are in Christ, there is no condemnation. Until the day Jesus will say, hey, you are out of me. And the day he says you are out of me, you are dead already. Don't let them scare you. Chapter 2, no. Verse 3. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way. Before the day comes, the rebellion must occur and the outlaw, the destructive son, will be revealed in his true light. The first seal. You will not be here. Now listen. He is not saying the rapturing. He is saying the coming. During the rapture, we shall be gathered and we shall meet him. Alright. But during his second, what, what you call second coming, second coming. Jesus is not coming alone. The Bible says, and he is coming with the saints. So we shall all gather and we shall come with him. Can you see that? Yes, Alright. Go on. Verse 4. He is the opposing counterpart who exalts himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped or sits enthroned in God's temple and makes himself out to be a God. That's Ezekiel chapter 28. That's the Antichrist. He will go to Jerusalem and go and sit in the temple. He said, I'm God. They should call him God. Then he said, don't you remember that when I was with you, I went over all these things? Now you are aware of the ruling power so that he may be fully revealed when his time comes. So now the spirit of Antichrist is already here. But he himself is not here. Can you see that? Because the seal has not been fully opened. But the read King James. Verse 6, King James. Or let's do from verse 4. He said, Who opposed and exalted himself above all that is called God, or that is worship, so that he as God seated in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Uh-huh. Remember ye not that when I was with you, I told you these things. Uh-huh. And now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in this time. So somebody is withholding him. From, from the Antichrist appearing. Listen to me. The Antichrist is already there. He's ready. He's ready. He's there. He's just waiting to come. But there's somebody holding him. That's what the Bible is telling you. Verse 7. For the mystery of iniquity, that work already, that already work, only he who now let it will let until he be taken out of the way. So you see, your everyday, that small, small one, you are holding him. So the church is the he. The church is holding the Antichrist from coming. But when we are taken out of the way, then he shall come. Can you see that? Now the Bible says that what he will come and do, his spirit has already come. Is in government and today he's working in the government. I told you to watch out from April. They are doing all these things in preparation for the Antichrist to come. The Bible says, when we go on, you hear the Bible say that you know he passed lawless laws. 
Verse 8. And then shall the wicked be revealed. Go back to 7. For the mystery of iniquity, that already work. Already work. Only he who now letteth will let. Until he be taken away. Out of the way. Taken out of the way. When we are taken out of the way. Then what will happen? Then shall the wicked be revealed. Whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth. And shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the workings. Do you remember he received a, a crown? Will all power and signs and line wonders. You won't survive it. You don't make it for the rapture. You will not survive it. He has given, given a crown to lie. Lying wonders. Even common COVID, you took vaccine. That lie. That, that lie. Common vaccine, you took it. And you think when the Antichrist has now come, there's no possibility you receive sicknesses. So you are a joke. Now, or you think that sicknesses, it will come as a symbol. Then they will call you and put on your head. No. It will come in the form of pandemics. listening to this message we believe you have been blessed by it we are word and spirit and we invite you to worship with us you will fall in love with our wednesday teaching service christian raymond night at 6 p.m encounter the supernatural in our prophetic service on friday at 6 p.m and sit under the reign of heaven in our frenesis service on sunday at 8 a.m Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-L Jedu, and on Instagram at Prophet Danny-L Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. To receive our weekly newsletters, please subscribe to www.pdgministries.org. You can contact Word and Spirit International on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-54937-7290 or plus 233-50432-8959 or plus 233-27510800. So many people have received testimonies by listening to these podcasts. Now, if you are one such person, share your testimony with us by leaving a write up of it in the comment section or send it to us via email to contact pdgministries.org you were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world you are blessed Name.